Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scoopy Radio, on your airwaves, on the plane, on the train, everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at ScoopB, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure that you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast, which is available on all platforms. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or simply by visiting ScoopBradio.com. 3.5 million streams last year. And on the line right now, he can probably kick your ass. It's none other than Andre Durrell, Flint's own in 29 total fights. He is 26 and 3. Dre, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Man, thanks for having me, too. Last time I saw you was out in Flint at uh, the Clarissa Shields fight, and a lot has changed since then. It has, man. I've been busy. I've uh, been off for a while, man. I've I fighting my knee. Um, I broke my leg, man, but I uh, recently got back to it. Um, and um, now I'm up and at him, and I'm in training camp right now for my next performance. You don't play football. How do you break your leg? Playing soccer, bro. European football with my kids. <laughs> you know, picking <laughs> the ball the wrong way, man. I never thought it'd be possible, but it happened, and I'm dealing with it. You're 36. Do you feel like an injury, you know, typically for boxers, uh, well, you don't use your legs, but for boxers and getting hit in the head or things like that, I would imagine in your 20s, uh, the healing process will be quicker. For an injury like at, at your age, uh, in your leg, did you feel like the healing process may be a little longer as you've gotten older? Surprisingly, the healing process went really well. It actually happened faster than it was supposed to, man. So God was with me on that. Um, nevertheless, it was still it, it was still a battle. It was something I wasn't looking forward to and the reason I've been out of the ring for so long, man. And um, I'm really just looking forward to performing again, man, and um, – just playing my talents before I make my exit. Scoopy Radio on the line with Andre Durrell. Help me understand something. I grew up watching uh, or, or loving the, the Rocky movie, and the Rocky movie is where I learned the term southpaw. Uh, me coming from the basketball background, to be a southpaw is literally like somebody who can shoot with their left or their right. Are you guys really that much of an acquired taste, or do people over overanalyze the, the fact that a southpaw is just different from a lefty or righty? I fought a few uh, southpaws in my day, and um, I can say there is a bit of a tweak, but because I've been switching up for so long, there isn't too much of um, a complication for me 
But nevertheless, I can see where the complication lies in fighting Southpaws, man. They are definitely a different uh, breed, man. With the um, is the the biggest the biggest um, the, one of the biggest things to deal with when you fight the Southpaw or me fighting the Roddy is our foot collide, our feet collide, you know, and um, it's it's hard to step, you know, it's hard to step on the side sometimes or pay attention to where your feet is when you, when there's a Southpaw versus the Roddy, man. Um, that's one of the biggest concepts for me. And then when I fight a lot of uh, right-handers, I would like to, I, I like to uh, typically fight them right-handed so I can counter over their lead a lot better, man. You know, but it, it, there's a complication there. I can understand it. Yeah, yeah. You did that. The one thing that I found interesting, I, I, I'm actually uh, enamored by it, is the fact that you and your brother, uh, from the beginning of time, were trained by your grandfather, Leon Bumper Lawson Sr., who was a former sparring partner uh, with Muhammad Ali, uh, as well as your uncle Leon Jr. What, did you get a chance to actually meet Muhammad Ali? I have. I've been in his home uh, twice in my life. Um, I was a guest of honor the second time around when I made the Olympic team. Uh, hugged me, kissed me, uh, signed my shirt, put a heart under it, drew me a picture. Um, I hung out with his family. We had a good time uh, um, during the picnic um, um, that he, he was throwing at his home. And uh, it was one of the most genuine moments of my life, man. Like That was one of the most biggest experiences of my life being able to meet the greatest of all time man it was a it was a great feeling man but my grandfather's been knowing that man 15 to 16 years old my grandfather's a year older um we went to his funeral we paid our respects and uh you know we paid homage to the champ man he'll live forever in our hearts is meeting muhammad ali more like meeting michael jay-z or obama so which Michael are you talking about? Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say more like Michael Jackson, man. I know we're not talking about sports here, but um, that's like me know Michael Jackson, man. Uh, that's something I never got to do. We all love Michael Jackson, man, and uh, Muhammad Ali, man. That that was the guy. I mean, that day in particular, the first day I met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to stop smiling, I couldn't, and for the first time <laughs> in my life, my dog was hurt smiling for so long. <laughs> nah, that's that's amazing. You talked about him being the greatest of all time, and I know in boxing that's very subjective. Just like in basketball, mm-hmm. there's the argument of whether or not you know Michael is the greatest, and people are trying to make arguments for for LeBron these days and more. Uh, yeah. Let me take a twist a little bit. When you look at uh, the greatest of all time, if you were to make, I guess your your starting five of top boxers of all time. Um, who do you put up there and why? Um, man, top five is hard. You know, um, there's so many there's so many fighters out there I like watching. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Pernell Street B. Whitaker. He has one of the best styles in the game. You know, um, I don't know where to place him on the top five list. We got Roy Jones, Street B. Whitaker, Sugar Ray Leonard, um, Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather, man. Floyd Mayweather is number one pound for pound, the best fighter ever lived. Um, no, no question about it, hands down. Technically, um, he got the job done in every aspect. You know, uh, landing the most punches, getting hit the fewest, um, um, and percentage wise. And he was just a, he's a technical monster. He's a technical beast in the ring. When I speak of the greatest of all time, when I say about Muhammad Ali, I was at his funeral, man. I listened to every soul that stepped into the mic. Barely any of any of them talked about boxing. You know, it was about the man. Mm. 
the life he lived. He lived the life of many, the life of many men. In one lifetime, he's lived a hundred, no doubt about it, man. He's fought for his people. Um, he loved his people. He loved his country, regardless of what they took him through. He fought for his country, even though he didn't go to the war. He fought He fought for his country, boxing-wise, gold medal home. I mean, and he has a heart of gold. Somebody with that kind of platform, that big, that famous, to be as humble as he is, um, is bar none um, one of the best personalities you can have for any personality in this lifestyle, man. Anybody who have the chance to come across Muhammad Ali, um, they got a they got a they, they got a blessing, you know, and uh it was a blessing for me, like I said, to be able to meet him, man. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. You know, many people wouldn't. You Scoopy Radio on our platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Tune App, Stitch App on the line uh, with Mr. Darrell, Andre Darrell, to be exact. Uh, in 2010, October 7, 2010, uh, you were part of the Super 6 World Boxing Classic. Um, you declined to face uh, eventual Super 6 winner Andre Ward, a good friend of yours, um, because of neurological issues. That's your friend. I'm imagining that it's difficult to go against your friend. You know the strengths, you know the weaknesses, you know the families and more. Does that bother you that you two didn't get a chance to box and the Super 6 in 2010? It does. Um, mainly because the world wants to see it. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, at that time, me and Andre Ward, Ward wasn't as close as everybody presumed we were. Mm-hmm. It was just simply I had a neurological issue and I couldn't fight it at home at the time. You know, but I've grown to be that friend to Andre Ward and him vice versa. Always giving me advice. We're always on the phone. Uh, he's a great guy, man. And um and and that definitely was would have been a performance to see from both of us. And uh something I'm 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 pretty pissed off that I had to miss out on myself. In your mind, do you it'd be it'd be an easy journalistic question to ask who would win. If I asked him who would win, he'd say he'd win. If I asked you who would win, you'd say you'd win. But more of a complex question would maybe be, if you guys, in your mind, if you guys fought, could you see it going 12 rounds? How do you see, in your mind, see it having played out, had it happened? If, if me and him were to step in the ring, I would believe you guys are just going to be uh, amazed at both of our performance, man. Uh, I'm a very technical boxer at the time. Uh, he was a very technical boxer up until his retirement. Uh, I learned a lot from him. You know, watch him grow to be the man that he is today. And, um, you know, uh, I just want to definitely pay homage to his career. That's what I want to do, man. And um, to not have been able to step in there with him, you know, uh, is 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 pretty much a, a a disappointment on my on my part. It's is is more on me than him, you know, because he's accomplished so much. So when it comes to to speaking up on who would win or how we would win or how the fight would go. I don't really want to speak too much on it. I just want sure. to say that, you know, he's been a very helpful friend, um, very illustrious career, and I've had a blessed career myself, and um, God has given us our paths, and we've chosen them, and we walk in with pride. No, that's fair. I guess I'm going to have to simulate it on, on my PlayStation 4 on Fight Night. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Radio on the live talking with the one and only Andrew Durrell. 
uh, Flint, Michigan. When I met you out there a few months ago, that was my first trip to Flint. Um, you guys were very hospitable, and there's something um, something to be said about that atmosphere for for a bad rap that a lot of times people make and give you because that wasn't my experience. But what I do admire about you guys is the talent that comes out of there. And, and, and mm. one person that comes to mind is Clarissa Shields. I mean, she's doing it. Um, when did you first meet Clarissa, and, and, and are you excited for her next fight? Um, she was what, 13, 12, 12, 13. I walked in the gym. Somebody was following my little cousin and they were doing a hell of a job, man. And that somebody was Clarissa Shields. And I walked in, I said, who's the guy smiling? Um, Darion, you know, and, um, that's a girl. I'm like, nah, I won't believe this. Get out the <laughs> ring. Took off the headgear, showed who she was, Clarissa Shields. It blew my mind, man. And, uh, and 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 I said this before that girl even stepped out of the ring. If there's ever a women's Olympics, she'll definitely win gold. I didn't even mm. take it as far as professionally. I already knew that if women's boxing was to ever have an Olympics, which it does, and she has two gold medals, so she proved me right, man. But um, there was no Olympics at the time. I knew they were talking on it. And we kind of spoke of it even when we were leaving the Olympics, and then there was heavier discussions on it later on. But I knew that she had that ability that could just whitewash any woman she stepped in the ring with, man. And, um, I mean, she's proven her point thus far as well, man. Caressa has a beautiful smile, a mm -hmm. great personality, uh, sometimes out of control, you know, but at the end of the day, it's Caressa Shields, man, and we can't expect any less from her. I love her personality. I love her sense of humor. And I love the dog in her, man. Uh, the, the things she speaks, the things that she believes, you know, uh, she believes in herself, you know, and she's, she's, like I said, she's proven every word that she's slammed on the table, man. This girl is phenomenal. She's a phenomenal fighter and a phenomenal person. Are you excited for her fight in January? Mm -hmm. Man, I'm excited for everything. Single time that girl stepped in the ring, man. Uh, I missed a few. Um, I'll definitely be there. We talk about it all the time. She's actually here now. Um, she's she's uh she's forty five minutes away from me. In other words, uh, um, I haven't been up there yet. She's been down here to watch me work. Um, she comes down and talks and, and kicks with me as much as she possibly can. But she's busy right now, man. Of course, I can't wait for her to get in there uh, and do work. And you guys can definitely see me there as well. Listen, I, I know you as the boxer, but and, and evidently you're a soccer player or a retired soccer player. <laughs> million dollar question. Can you hoop? I'm an athlete, but I can do it all. <laughs> I can do it all. You kind of is my question. Are you more of a two point guard, two, three? Where, where do you slide on the guard? Uh, we all want to put ourselves as point guards, right? Everybody want to lock yeah. the line. Um, I haven't been honing in on my skills as far as basketball goes. And I shoot a lot of three-pointers. I have a great – I have an excellent jump shot. I can mm -hmm. get to the basket. I have a fast crossover. I'm not too good with my right hand. I'm, I'm better, but I'm not too good. Ever since my son started playing basketball, I kind of practice with him and get, to, and get a little better. But I'm athletic, man. I've been to the YMCA. Uh, I've been to uh, street basketball games. And I play games, and guys be like, man – you BSing when you tell me you only been playing basketball for, uh, twice this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm I'm that athletic guy who can pretty much do it all, man. But I chose one sport, and that's boxing. I'm curious. You you talked about being an athlete. Who yeah. who would surprise folks as far as in your boxing community? 
who can actually hoop. Who was surprised, folks? Yes. You said like in the whole boxing community that I, yes. that I know or my family? Like your peers. Your boxing peers. Mm. Who was surprised, folks, that can hoop in my, in my, my boxing peers? That you wouldn't know? Mm. What? Yeah. Man, there ain't many out there, man, so I really can't give you one. Like, I feel ashamed that you trying to put me on the spot. But, oh, I ain't um, trying to put <laughs> No, no, I, I, I can't. I really can't think of anyone. You know, uh, we all know Andre Ward can play basketball. Yes, he can. Um, Andre Berto can play basketball to save his life. That's my guy. <laughs> 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 um, um, uh, Anthony, we, uh, he has his own basketball team in Michigan. Um, you know, a little, little travel team. Um, no, man, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know too many, so I can give you that answer. Have you been to any Pistons games this season? Man, I, um, um, I haven't been to any this season because I live here in Florida, but ironically, I'm with, um, Rip Hamilton pretty much every Tuesday, man. Me and, me and his son, uh, practice at the same facility. I've been to his house a couple of times, watched a couple of fights. He's watching my brother's last performance. So me and Rip Hamilton are, are, are good friends here in Florida. When I look at um, oops, when I when I look at uh the NBA and I look at you know many people say you know the slam dunk contest is dead and you know the, the last time the slam dunk contest had any significance was when Vince Carter and those guys went at it in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You look at 2016, you look at Zach Levine, and, and you and you look at uh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, I, I find there's a parallel between that and many people who still romanticize about the days of Mike Tyson and. You know, Riddick Bowe and, and Evander Holyfield and that whole division. My question to you is, like, what do you think it's going to take uh, for the heavyweight division to kind of get that, that, that? I feel like the heavyweight division is like the, the big man position in the 90s. We were squirreled with David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing. On the heavyweight side, what do you think it's going to take for that, for that, that division to kind of be the sexy division like it was in the 90s again? Now, uh, so I, I have these conversations with with, with uh, Richard Hamilton as well. Um, the new center in basketball is lean. They can go from one side to the next. They said they're transitioning from the bigger, um, the bigger centers, the bigger mm-hmm. ty- shag type centers to the leaner, more uh, 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 athletic centers who can go from one end to the court to the next. Slam dunk on you, put up a shot. You know, in boxing. Deontay Water is definitely the physique we want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm actually sparring a guy here right now, man. He's a he's a heavyweight. He's ready for Olympic trials. He's one of the guys I'm sparring. Really good guy. Um, he has a great athletic build. We were just talking about it. And I believe that's the new heavyweight. As far as Americans go, we want that. We need that. If we can get that athleticism like Deontay Water, of course, uh, 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 a lot of people don't like Deontay Wilder's style. Deontay is coming to his own, and he has shown you with the style that he has that um, being athletic as a heavyweight can take you very, very far, man. So we want that new athletically built heavyweight that can move, that can box, and that can knock a guy out at the same time, man. So that's what it's going to take, man. We, uh, enough of the, the big, the big, the big slump, the you know, the big stump of heavyweights, man. They can fight. They can bang. It's good to see him. But even Mike Tyson in his prime, man, he might have been thick, but he was quick. You know what I'm saying? Van der Holyfield, he was light on his feet. He knew how to box. As well as Riddick Bowe, even though he was like 
slightly on the heavier side later in his career, he could box. We want to see more boxing coming from the heavyweight because we know with that boxing in the heavyweight division, the knockouts are still highly possible. And uh, so that's what we want to see. I've covered uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller um, mm-hmm. for the last three, four years. Yeah. Um, know him, know, know some of his family, and, you know, I want to see him get back in the ring. Would you pay money to see him and Deontay Wilder go at it? Most definitely. Big Baby Miller, he deserved this shot. Um, he lost it. We know how it happened. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's something he has to deal with. But I believe he'll climb the ranks again and be there. His body type, they're the type to get lazy really fast. If if, if something was to happen, if I, he broke a leg or he fell into a state of depression, anything they did, they pushed him out of the sport, he's liable to go out there, get fatter, the way to be harder to lose, he'll come back sloppy, and then that'll be the end. Uh, big baby. But I believe he's still on his, he's still on his game. Um, he has a mouthpiece on him, man. <laughs> he knows how to promote himself. I he love does. that. Um, and he can fight, man. You know, so he has to he has to make sure he takes good care of himself on this off time. And when he step back in that ring, put on performance that we all want to see. So once he gets that opportunity with uh, Deontay Water or Deontay Water or any other heavyweight, man, we'll know that he's game. Yeah, I was on a, uh, I was in a fashion show with him a couple of years ago. We were in the back talking. I told him, man, you look like Balrog from Street Fighter. Yeah, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is you also don't see many New York fighters anymore like that, of that magnitude, heavyweight fighters. And in a lot of respects, he's a throwback. Who does he remind you of? Shannon Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the way, Shannon Briggs, man. Um, um, if you were to classify him, uh, you know, if we're not talking about just his personality. Yeah. Fight-wise, man, um, whose name can I put him on? Um, God, uh, it's Sam, what is his thing on name? I actually work with him. I can't remember his name, though, man. You know, I, I can't. I, I, there's only few, a few, and I really can't even think of the names. Um, it's this one guy, but I can't think of his name at all. Samson, I believe his name is. Heavyweight mm-hmm. black guy. He was like, um, got his name though. Um, I think it's Samson. I can't recall, but he's one of those, like I said, if he doesn't take care of his body, he'll be that slower fighter that people get kind of tired of looking at. Man, he has to take good care of his body, stay as athletic, uh, athletic as he possibly can, and get in there and stay busy, man. We all seen it from the Clinicos, man. That's tall. That tall heavyweight man that knows how to box, he's just the guy we want to see, man, you know, um, today in this day and age from the Klitschko's to Deontay Water. Help me understand something. How does how do you and your fellow boxers um, find the right track to come out to for your entrance uh, during the big fight? It just has to motivate us, man. It could be anything. I mean, discussing the tracks, there's nothing you have to, you have to really think about editing. Um, it's really your preference, man. I heard some crazy things coming out, and I heard some great things coming out. Me, I'm uh, into the word heavenly now, so uh, mine would be pretty much uh, spoken with the gospel. But uh, other than that, man, all it has to do is motivate us 
and we're going. And every day we're in the gym listening to music. So it's, it's literally like, okay, I'm coming out to that right there. And all I got to do is put it down on a piece of paper or let somebody know and then take it with me to the fight. Yeah, I'll never forget when Holyfield fought Tyson and he came out to Fred Hammond. Mm. You remember that? No, I don't. I mean, I remember the fight, but I remember the time. I was young, very young. Okay, when you when you go back, and I'm a, I'm a couple years younger than you, but if you go back, he he came out to when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance mm-hmm. like David. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, that was I, I I was like, man, this ain't DMX. This, I, I hope he gets hyped before he fights Mike <laughs> Tyson. Yeah, I feel the same way with uh, I don't want to sound racist or anything, but Mexican music, I often wonder what they say because the beat yeah. isn't. The beat of Mexican music is like they play the like the the, the guitars and you know they say the, whatever they're saying, and it's just not like a, a a get hype rhythm. But whatever it is, man, they love it. They've been coming out of it forever, and it works for them, man. So whatever floats your boat. I'm with Darrell in the line with Scoopy Radio. What's next for you? Um, I got a fight lined up with Juan Cabrera, uh, December 21st on the Charlo undercard, Charlo Harrison two undercard. Very excited about that. 25, he's 25 and two, um, with 13 knockouts, I believe. Uh, I'm really looking. I'm really, really looking forward to getting that ring and and, and 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 getting busy and staying busy for the end of my career. I'm working with Kevin Kevin Cunningham right now here in West Palm Beach, Florida, and camp is going great. What do you know about your opponent? Uh, I know he has a good record. You know, uh, that's it. You know, um. Um, I know I got a job to do. I know it's Colombian, and I know I'm going to get in the ring, and I'm going to get the job done. Uh, yeah, man, I, I think we can cut it back from, from or Dominican. Okay, gotcha. Footwork. Uh, when you talk about centers, you talk about centers in the NBA, hybrid guys. Uh, you look at guys like Joel Embiid. Some people compare him to Hakeem Olajuwon. I say he's a Chris Webber, Joel Embiid hybrid. Uh, going into your fight, how much is footwork going to be important to going against your opponent on, on December 21st? Man, funny you bring that up as well. Um, I've been definitely working on my ring generalship, being lighter on my feet, and um, using all my boxing ability. So footwork is so important. I mean, we can see that coming from Vasily Lomachenko, man. He takes – he not only takes side steps, he takes efficient side steps. He moves where he needs to be. He gets his punches off, and then he's going again, man. Footwork is everything in the sport of boxing. It's really hard. It's ironic. As crazy as this sounds, it's really hard for a fighter to keep up with the hands and the feet at the same time. Usually when the uh, fighter is letting off, it's because the opponent is standing right there in front of him. You know, um, if a guy can punch and move at the same time, especially, those go- especially the guys who's good at shooting a shot off and getting right out the way, it's hard to keep up with that, you know. Um, that's something um, that you definitely have to train for. You're not going to go through a seventh-month camp doing what you want to do and getting in the ring with a guy who can move like, as such, and you won't have a problem. You're going to have a problem every time when you got to uh, fight a guy who's good on his feet with his feet and his hands. So footwork is everything. You uh, became a world champion at 168 pounds. What is your ideal fighting weight? It should have been 175. Even then, I lost. Uh, I walk around like 192 now. So, um, but when I broke my leg, I got to 204. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, but I, I, I was slightly depressed, slightly. Um, but I talked to I talked to guy right there with my broken leg and said once I get up, I bought a um, get to work. Father God just see me through it, you know. And um, and I just been on my diet, on my weight, and been watching myself and just pretty much walking around thirteen to fifteen pounds overweight uh, at this point now. Um, but um, um, I believe um, I believe two thousand probably seventeen. 
You heard it first. Brother, you off the hot seat. Thank you so much for joining me on the Scoopy Radio podcast today. Man, thank you for having me, my man. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.